Welcome back, fellow podcasters. It's Freedom Friday, and time for another episode of Jeff Fry, an American conservative. So I think today we're going to go down history lane again, because we're celebrating Veterans Day. And I just don't know that everybody kind of understands any of the history of it. We certainly know it as the holiday, and for the most part, we, we have off from school or whatever. How about some of the things which actually made us so that we celebrate it as a holiday? And I guess I'd like to start off by some of the things that may be misconceptions. And the first one is really the spelling of it. Veterans Day, the word veterans is actually a plural. It's not a possessive, so there's no apostrophe S or S with an apostrophe at the end. The second thing is that Veterans Day is not the same as Memorial Day, which which is why we don't lower the flags to half-mast. And I know Americans tend to get this a little bit confused. Memorial Day is a time that we remember those who lost their lives for our country, whereas Veterans Day actually honors all of them that have served the country, whether we were at war or whether we were at peace. And it celebrates our veterans, whether they're living or have passed. Now, the holiday also was not originally called Veterans Day. It was actually called Armistice Day. So we got to go back to what does the definition of armistice mean? Now, according to Merriam-Webster, armistice means the temporary stopping of open acts of warfare by agreement between the opponents. And as we'll get into it a little bit later, this armistice, this agreement, was signed officially at the Treaty of Versailles back in 1919. Now, although the Treaty of Versailles was signed on June the 28th, 1919, that never was actually the recognized ending of World War I, because after all, this is what this was all about. World War I, the ending of the war. And November the 11th was actually the date that this agreement was signed between Germany and the Allies at that time. But in actuality, over the ensuing months, there was an agreement between the Ottoman Empire and the Allies, which ended the fighting in the Middle East. And then after that, the Austro-Hungarian Empire signed a ceasefire or an armistice with Italy. But getting back to November 11th, let's take it one day earlier, which was uh, November the 10th. That's when uh, it was announced in Germany that Kaiser Wilhelm II had abdicated and that the new government that he left should sign the surrender papers or the armistice. That is, by the way, when Marshal Falk sent word to the Allied commanders. And in it, he said, the hostilities will be stopped on the entire front beginning 11 o'clock, November the 11th, 
which was French time. And so it became that on November 11th in 1918, on the 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th month, this ceasefire ultimately began the ending of the Great War, which turned out to be World War I. Now, it was exactly one year later, then-President Woodrow Wilson, he decreed the first commemoration of this Armistice Day. And that day included parades and gatherings, and it was a brief pause for everybody at 11 o'clock a.m. Two years later, on November the 11th in 1921, an unidentified American soldier that was killed in the war was buried at Arlington National Cemetery. And actually, other identified soldiers were laid to rest in Westminster Abbey in London and under the Arc de Triomphe in Paris. Congress of the United States passed on June the 4th in 1926 a resolution that the recurring anniversary of November 11th, 1918 should be commemorated with thanksgiving and prayer and exercises designed to perpetuate peace through goodwill and mutual understanding between nations. And it also issued an annual proclamation which called this observance Armistice Day. As a side venture, there are actually no United States national holidays because the states all are able to retain the right to designate their own and that the government, the U.S. government, can only designate holidays for federal employees and for the District of Columbia. However, most states almost always follow what the federal government suggests. Well, unfortunately for the world, international conflict did not end with the Great War, World War I. And during World War II, the United States mobilized about 16 million soldiers. And then again during the Korean War, about 5.7 million more. At the conclusion of these wars, the United States had a tremendous number of veterans. So in 1954, they amended that act, which had made Armistice Day a holiday, and they got rid of the word armistice, and they changed it to veterans. And President Eisenhower signed the legislation on June 1st, 1954, and from then on, November 11th became a day to honor American veterans of all wars. But typical United States bureaucracy can't just leave well enough alone. And in 1968, Congress passed what is known as the Uniform Monday Holiday Act. And that ensured that there were three-day weekends for federal employees because it encouraged tourism and travel. So there were four holidays that, that this took place with, which was Washington's birthday, Memorial Day, Veterans Day, and Columbus Day. And the observation of Veterans Day was then set as the fourth Monday in October. And under that new law, Monday, October 25th, 1971, confusion happened. And it happened because a lot of the states didn't want to go along with it. They wanted to keep the original holiday 
on November the 11th. Four years later, it was obvious that the United States in general wanted to carry the historical and patriotic day, which was November the 11th, and under President Gerald Ford, a new law, which returned the observation of Veterans Day to November 11th, beginning in 1978. Now, around the world, we have countries that also uh, commemorate the veterans of their various international wars. You have Great Britain, which has Remembrance Sunday. You have the Commonwealth countries of Europe, which observe two minutes of silence at 11 o'clock a.m. every November the 11th. And you also have Canada, which has Remembrance Day. So as we celebrate Veterans Day this year, and hopefully for years to come, let's kind of remember where it got its start, how it evolved a little bit to what we have here. Right now in the United States, 2021, we have just under 15 million veterans that are alive. Only about 240,000 of them are left from World War II. Just under a million are left from the Korean conflict. And I know that every household has veterans in their family, their neighborhoods, and we should be thanking these people more so than we've done in the past. Because we take for granted the freedoms that we enjoy in our country, the ability to live free, do what we want to do, educate how we want to educate. But these things come at a cost. And there are so many places around the world that don't allow these opportunities. And yet, we have to be thankful to those that step up to the plate, those with the courage that are willing to defend these freedoms for the rest of us while we sit there and burn flags, try to teach racism, cancel culture, all these nasty, nasty things that are tearing our country apart. And yet, we have the freedoms in our country that we're able to do that, as long as it's done in a peaceful manner. We may not like it, but there are so many places else that if we lived in this world, to even do a semblance of any of that, we'd be strung up. And let's just try to keep that in mind, because it's these soldiers that put on these uniforms. They volunteer for the most part. They do this to defend our freedoms, for our right to choose, for our right to protest. So when you see them, give them a thank you. We truly owe them our lives. Thanks for being with me. God bless the United States. I am Jeff Fry, an American conservative. I'll be back next week with more to talk about. In the meantime, keep us, U.S., the United States, in mind. Thank you.